This podcast is created for farmers and powered by Pioneer Agronomy to bring you agronomic insights and proven solutions to fuel forward-thinking farming. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Indiana Pioneer Agronomy podcast. Um, I'm your host, Ben Jacob, joined as always by co-host Brian Schrader and Carl Jorn. You guys, how are you? Doing well, Ben. Doing good this afternoon, Ben. Good. So we wanted to take a few minutes and give an overview over what about what's happened across the state over the past couple of days and maybe give some perspective on where this leaves us and what we should do going forward. So um, since I was probably least affected in the South by the cold weather, why don't we why don't we start with Carl and you give us an idea of what the past few days have looked like in northwestern Indiana? Be happy to, Ben. Thank you. Um, yeah, right around noon central time Tuesday was when uh, we started to get the rain that kind of turned into a little sleet. And all of a sudden we had a bunch of white stuff on the ground in a matter of one hour's time. Uh, so I was motoring home uh, Tuesday afternoon. That snow continued to stick around further to the south. And by Wednesday noon, uh, just about all that had gone ahead and melted off. So down in my place, we got little north of an inch worth of, of snowfall. Um, and overnight Tuesday, we got down, um, you know, right around the 29, 30 degree mark for most of my area in terms of ambient air temperatures. And, uh, and then, like I said, that later on that day, uh, snow melted off. So uh, this time yesterday, I was pretty tickled because we didn't get all that cold and we had a nice blanket of snow on the ground. This time today, we got a little bit cooler yet last evening uh, without that, that blanket of snow on top of the soil. So lost a little bit of that insulating factor. Um, but at this juncture, uh, only time will tell how, uh, how significant of an impact those, those cold temperatures. You know, we're flirting with the mid-20s there for a little bit in the middle of the night early this morning, but most of it was hanging around 27 or so degrees. So that's, uh, that's what things look like as we're recording right now. Um, it's, it's little past noon central time on Thursday, and it is a beautiful day. Blue skies, the ground is warm. Uh, some of my Jasper County black sands, they're already above 50 degrees again. And I mean, here just this morning, they were they were uh, south of 40. So we're uh, in a far better spot right now than we've than we have been, but come a long way. I'm curious what things look like over uh, Mr. Schrader's way. Uh, the timeline's a little bit different. Uh, amounts of snow are significantly different, I would say as well. Uh, probably started to rain in earnest someplace around two o'clock or so, I would say. Started out with just a real light rain, then big, fat, heavy snowflakes yep. came in uh, on uh, Tuesday morning uh, when I got up. I know several of the agronomists in Indiana, we were all kind of exchanging email or text messages and some things like that. I've got a photograph in my front yard of just a little over three inches of snow, Carl, that I had at my place. Uh, the temperature uh, was not bad until last night uh, at my house. I got a low of 23 uh, last night. Uh, I'm with you still a lot yet to know about what's going to happen with the little bit of crop that we had in the ground. Uh, I've already got appointments set to do some evaluations midweek next week to look at some things. Uh, 
as of today, wind's blowing pretty good for us. Uh, I looked a little bit ago, 12, 13, gusting 15, 18, something like that. A lot of clouds, and so sun shine in and out. Uh, Our soil temperatures probably have not rebounded at all over the last 24 hours. I have not had a thermometer in the ground yet today to know, uh, but we had uh, soil temperatures that dipped well into the 30s just because of that. And so uh, I think the insulation and given our – where we're at growth stage on wheat, we're probably okay. That was the biggest question that I had because I think everybody understands trying to get a sense of what's going on with corn and soybean that have been planted now. It's going to take a little time. We've got to get some heat next week, got to get some growth before we really know what's going on there. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. I mean, it's it's hard to do, but now's the time to be patient. Um, you know, I, Obviously, it was a little bit warmer to the south. I looked and recorded temps at a handful of weather stations in this area and on on south. Um, the lows for both nights were only 32. Uh, we did get some snow accumulation Tuesday night. Uh, we had kind of a wintry mix Wednesday throughout the day. But, you know, yes, even yesterday being Wednesday, soil temperatures, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, were 38 degrees and they crept up throughout the day, got almost back to 60, you know, and we're back down, back down in the low forties for soil temps overnight, you know, by 10 30, 11 o'clock, they're back over, back over 50. Um, you know, it's been sunny all day. We've had the, we've had the same breeze. Um, you know, and I think that other than, other than the folks that planted right up to the rain and snow starting, we did have some of those there, you know, there may be the potential for some chilling injury there, like we've discussed in other episodes, but, um, you know, we had some beans and corn both that come through the ground. I was concerned initially about beans that had just had just necked through, um, but I really, as far as what I've been out and the, the temperatures that were recorded, I don't think at least southwestern Indiana has much to worry about. Now, the snow did increase as you went east and temperatures did, did drop a little bit more. They got down 29, 28. Um, but even at that, you know, that, that cold both nights hit basically right at sunup. So we got a really quick warm up, the air temperature. And, you know, I, I, think, I think everything is going to be in good shape. But again, we have to wait a couple of days. You know, midweek, like Brian said, is a perfect time to get out there and look. So looking forward, we have, you know, going to have to evaluate what's in the ground already and you know we've talked a fair bit about where soil temperature might have been at what time today uh, we've got a little bit of rain in the forecast this weekend so going forward through friday and until the rain starts on saturday what what is your recommendation for field operations in your area to round out the week it's a good question ben uh with that impending rain it's a little different than what we experienced earlier this week that's coming with a, a warm frontal boundary instead of a cold one is my perception so instead of that first drink being a cold one we don't have to be as concerned i think a lot of my highs are supposed to be in the 60s so i feel pretty good about guys rolling up until this upcoming rain uh versus what the last one was now uh, sitting here right now, I've got some ground that's up at 50 degrees. That's midday with the sun shining on it. So it's probably going to drop back below what would be, um, 
you know, uh, ideal conditions, if you will. So if there are planters rolling this afternoon on Thursday, as long as the ground's fit in terms of moisture conditions, uh, I'm not too worked up about that over beans, but I'd imagine I'll have a, a yellow or a green light come tomorrow um, after we've had a little more chance for, uh, you know, some, some thermal warming, if you will, on, on a lot of that darker ground. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Field operations wise, if you don't want to get the planter out yet, now's a great time to finish up your, your anhydrous if you, you know, if you still have some ammonia to get put out. As we warm up over the weekend, you know, uh, great chance for some spraying to get done too, if, if you still want to kind of hold tight on, on getting the planter through the field. But that's kind of what's going through my head at the moment. Interested in if that's any different from you all. I think we're going to have to be a little bit more patient, uh, Carl. Moisture is a factor here and not getting warm with very little sunlight, we're probably not drying out quite as quickly as I thought we might. Uh, you know, with the weight of that snow, we're probably someplace just a little bit above a quarter of an inch rainfall, if you were with the snow. Uh, but I think we're going to have to wait. You know, it's going to hustle. The forecasted high for this part of the world was supposed to be just right in the 50s today. I think we're sitting right around 44 degrees or so air temperature at 145 Eastern time here. It's going to have to really hustle to get into the 50s at this point today. I'm probably not very optimistic that we make it back into the field until probably the first part of next week. Uh, there may be somebody with a farm that's been drained well that they can go on but i think anything in any kind of uh, quantity or big acreage moves it's probably going to be the first part maybe even the middle of next week when guys get going up here i would say sure yeah sure well i think that you know brian it stands out up there brian and it's the same thing in southern indiana as you go east across the state the amount of precipitation um you know it it, it increased um like I mentioned, soil temperatures came up fairly early this morning. We do drop back down into the mid 30s or upper 30s tonight. Um, we may we may drop back below 50 briefly overnight. I don't I don't think that that's a huge concern. Um, the big the big difference is even with that precipitation, um, we have some of the best soil conditions around here we've had in years, probably since 2012. Um, now they're obviously more more soil moisture than there was then I don't want to get anybody nervous um, but with field conditions that nice it, it's really difficult not to go so the rain on Saturday I mean it's been initially it was up around an inch it's been drawn back to a half inch or less for most of this area and you know it is like Carl said in a warming trend the rain's supposed to come during the day rather than overnight you know when you'd have a cooler rain so I don't have any problem with, with opening up as soon as your fields are fit. You know, if I, I would suspect that most of the southern half of the state, the soil temperature is above 50 and is going to, for the most part, stay there, at least looking at the forecast for the next 10 days. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to be pushing 80 or over 80, depending on exactly where you're at. And, you know, averaging 15 or 16 heat units a day. Um, so it's, it's pretty hard to not be excited about putting things in the ground right now with the conditions we have and the forecast that we have. So I, you know, if you wanted to start slow today, but by, by Friday, I see no problem with, with opening up and, 
just watch the forecast in case the amount or the timing of rain changes. Uh, we may need to adjust that plan on the fly, but I, I think we're in really good shape for what we just came out of. And I would agree with that 100%, Ben, even up here. The forecast opens up and really looks good for the first part, middle part of next week. I'm looking at it right now. Monday the 26th, a high of 70, a low of 58. Tuesday the 27th, 82, low 61. Wednesday, 76, a low of 52. I mean, the coldest day that week, the highest 60 or the lowest 65 during the day and a nighttime low of 43. And you can't get much better than that for the mm-hmm. first part of May, really. And again, I'll go back to what we talked about on Monday with Miller and with Lance Shepard. Folks can do a lot of work in a really short amount of time. And so there's no need to hit the panic button at this point on the 21 planting crop or the crop planting. Yeah. So we're talking a little bit about where we see things going forward, just to rewind us for the guys that already had uh, corn and beans in the ground, where would you get nervous or is there any uh, need for hesitation with, with what's already in the ground? What, what would you say the most sensitive crop stages are with respect to, uh, you know, when that weather hit on Tuesday, midday? Yeah, I can, I mean, I can jump in first since I probably have more in the ground than, than anybody else. Um, you know, like I said, initially when I was looking at the forecast, I was most concerned about the beans that were just necking through. And, you know, the corn, we, although we have corn up, the growing point's still below the soil surface. Um, that's not a concern to me. Um, oh, we didn't see, we didn't see any subsurface temperatures below freezing. So um, no real risk of injury there. The, again, I don't think we got cold enough to really injure the beans either, but if you, if you did happen to get a little bit colder and you had beans that were necking through, that would be the highest potential for injury, I think. Um, if, they've, if they've stood up or they're still below ground, they're probably fine. Now, the good thing about that is that, you know, particularly as cold as we've been, it's going to take a field of beans several days from the first emerger to the last emerger, you know, to reach complete emergence. So, on any given day, you may have, I mean, if I had to throw a number out, 20% of your beans that are actually necked. And those would be the ones that are most susceptible. And you know, depending on what your population is, you, you can probably get by with losing 20% of them and not be in a replant situation. Um, the other thing that I would be a little concerned about, again, is, is the folks that planted right up to that rain. Now, we didn't get much, so we didn't have the cold rain saturating down to the seed. You know, but we did drop over a period of 12 hours, you know, we dropped from 60 degrees down to 32 degrees. And we've mentioned before how big temperature swings can can cause a, a, a chilling injury as well. So those two scenarios, I think, would be the most sensitive. But again, in the southern half of the state, I don't I don't see any any widespread injury showing up. when We get out next week and look at it. So. Does that have anything to add to that? <laughs> No, I think you covered that really well, Ben, because um, I'm in the exact same boat. I think the neck beans are the ones that, uh, you know, we, we don't have both cotyledons up in terms of a couple extra growing points to keep our uh, our beans moving. And so if we if we lose, uh, you know, the that that top part of the of the soybean as it's necking through the ground, that's yeah, that's that's fatal. Um, it's lethal in a sense. So. Uh, and just like you said, the, the bare seed that went in the ground that uh, right up until 
up until those rains hit. Um, those would be the ones that, you know, they were subjected to their first drink being a cold one. And that's, that's the greatest risk that we have that we're trying to avoid. So uh, if you already had seed in the ground that had begun to germinate, you know, not that it had emerged, but it had already imbibed all that water and it started the germination process. I think that you're in good shape. And I know that that should be, uh, that should be um, good news for some folks that are a little, little worked up or worried about that at the moment. So. And what the, the other thing I might mention, Brian mentioned it briefly, um, you know, there's been some concern about the wheat crop. And yet that's, that's certainly understandable. Again, down here, we, most of our wheat's still jointing as you go south. I mean, I would say that there's, there's nothing ahead of that. Um, so, you know, I think the common number is three or four hours at 28 degrees to induce mm -hmm. injury while wheat's joining. And obviously we didn't reach that. Um, I, I would add that air, that air temp that you see doesn't always equate to what you're getting out in the field, particularly, particularly if you're early jointing and that, and that head, the growing point's still right down the, at the surface. And if you've got a good stand, you have a dense canopy to kind of help provide sure. some buffer to that. Um, obviously we didn't see as cold temperatures as, as some folks to the North did, but in this area in particular, I, I don't, I don't think that we're going to have much damage to wheat unless, um, maybe in the very south if there's something farther ahead than what i realize there's there is a potential but i i don't think so well and ben uh, that you you bring up something else too i mean it's related to the wheat but also your guys discussion about the soybeans is remember we're talking about temperature that would affect the necking soybean at the soil surface or slightly above weather stations don't record that temperature most of them uh, you know, are depending on the way you've got yours, or if it's a USDA site, it's, you know, significantly higher than that. So you add to that, if you've got, you know, residue or some kind of mulch, you may have held a little bit more heat in at the soil surface, even, uh, to keep that soybean or that corn plant warmer. And so that may be something too, that you gotta, you know, and a few degrees is a, huge difference when we're talking about the survivability of a crop too. Certainly. So, well, I think, um, I mean, from my end, that's, I just wanted to give a quick update. Is there anything else we need to add for the good to the cause guys? Very good. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here real quick. Um, I might mention that if you follow any of us on social, social media, you might've already, seen a, um, a, a version of this, of this conversation, but um, if you aren't, Carl, where can folks find you at? I'd be on Twitter at CJorn, man. And Mr. Schrader? Uh, BK Schrader on Twitter and B underscore K underscore Schrader on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at the Ben Jacob or on Facebook at Ben Jacob Agronomy. Um, thanks again for listening and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Pioneer Agronomy Team. Be sure to visit pioneer.com backslash podcasts to access additional episodes and learn more about our extensive on-farm data and innovative digital tools that are fueling forward-thinking farming.